0: Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey And I'm Carly. We're still in Season 18, Episode 13, The Elephant in the Room. Which, how could this not be the Pink Elephant in the Room?
2: It's unforgivable that they didn't name it the Pink Elephant in the Room. Much like I Won't Forgive Them... For any of their Merry Christmas episodes, not spelling it like Mary's name, real missed opportunities.
1: Let's not have the Mary, Mary name debate again. Are we still sparking with
2: that? We're still rolling on the uh, the animosity there? We still got some heat <laughs> on that topic?
1: I'm telling you, it's Mary. Okay. Not Mary. All right, let, we have to move it's on. It's just
2: Murray and from Murray and Millions.
1: <laughs> It'll be a whole episode if we start getting into that.
2: All right, well, the TLC description for this one is Cody and Robin reunite with Janelle and Christine on a family video call to reveal the gender of McKelty's twins. In Parowan, Mary continues to struggle with the decision about her marriage. Then Christine and Janelle head
1: out on a road
2: trip to Idaho.
1: They left out all the good parts of what happened.
2: There was good stuff in this episode? (laughs) I missed it. Well, it
1: was all the subtle hatred that was built into all of these different segments.
2: It's really hard to write out passive aggressively and have that convey to the audience.
1: Hey, maybe they should let Mary write the episode descriptions. I think she'd be good at it.
2: It's just a joke. That's all it is. But we've got to hear the Carly episode rewrite description for this one.
1: McKelty tries to put a halt to the Marisants. Cody forgets to bring lube. Christine and Janelle do plague divorce girl math.
2: Sister wife math, if you will.
1: <laughs> you have 50% and 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 50%. And
2: 50%. Even split. 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50. <laughs> 50 50
1: 50. Was this episode much of an improvement over the last two?
2: There were less flashbacks. I will give them that significantly less sepia tone flashbacks so it's a step in the right direction but are we getting new content i feel like a lot of mary's storyline right now is just draw it out can we draw this out because we don't want to make it seem like an impulsive decision that she's leaving cody but i think she flipped that switch about three episodes ago
1: (laughs) well she did get divorced like 10 years ago so i think that we're okay with just cutting to the chase here she's
2: been ready for this and we know she's been ready for this but i think the producers some folks involved in the storytelling that's taking place here
1: we've also been trying to figure out how many episodes are left to this season we've seen almost everything next week we're gonna get the picnic table showdown where mary leaves the family
2: you know they're gonna build that up that's gonna be The initial start of the conversation is going to be the last five minutes of that episode.
1: You think it's going to be a cliffhanger? They're going
2: to drag it out into the whole next week
1: as if we don't know where she's going with this. We don't know
2: what this. What will her answer be? be? I got a couple guesses (laughs) just from the episode descriptions that are coming up for the future episodes here.
1: Is this really only episode 13?
2: Yeah, the clip show a couple episodes ago really added up. The count uh, in our minds, I think. It really did a number on us.
1: I feel like we should be done with the season already.
2: Yeah, I feel like we're into overtime now.
1: So my guess is there's probably two, maybe three, two episodes left. And then the tell-alls.
2: Which they love a three-part tell-all.
1: I really don't want them to do that because so much of this season was just them repeating things. But they seem to really like the three-parter, so... And they can't film with everyone in one room anymore, I guess. I guess we're going to get three parts. And it looks like there's time
2: blocks carved out on the TLC schedule through December for Sister Wives on Sunday nights. But I don't know. Are they just going to be replaying stuff?
1: I don't know. How much more could there possibly be? I mean, there's good stuff, but they're skipping over the good stuff. Like, I don't think that we're going to get Logan's wedding at all, Like, even spoken about.
2: We did not address Leon's coming out. Nope. Skip that too. Just glossing right over some pretty big family events.
1: Which actually occurred like in the time period of the episode where all we did was do flashbacks and they could have given us some new interesting content.
2: Not going to do it.
1: Nope. Well, announcements. That's where we're at.
2: If you like what you're hearing, if you like the episodes, be sure to swing on by to the virtual cul-de-sac over at patreon.com slash surviving pod, where you can get early access to our recaps and a whole buttload of an archive that we got going on over there. Seasons one through 10.
1: You can also join the Patreon only Discord, which now has a new Eeyore Mary emoji.
2: Thanks for noticing me. (laughs)
1: Okay, I guess we have to talk about McKelty again. (laughs) All right,
2: let's get this pony in the water.
1: So we've done not one, but two baby announcements. And now it is time to have a gender reveal on Zoom, which I'm sure really burned Robin since, you know, nobody could figure out how to do a Zoom call over Christmas.
2: Yeah, it just ended up being more ammo for Robin's argument about how,
1: see how easy it is to just open up the Zoom
2: and connect everyone's cameras and not be able to hear anything that's being said because everyone talks simultaneously. It's
1: that easy. (laughs) And everyone's jumping on this call. We've got, of course, Cody and Robin, the special attendees of the hour. Very stoic. (laughs) Is that what you would call it?
2: (laughs) That's what Cody would call it.
1: Robin keeps taking like deep gulps.
2: (laughs) She didn't know that the camera was on yet. She thought that she had her little blocker on there. She thought that was slid over to the side. She thought that she had deactivated the camera. No, no, no. It's live. It's hot. We're recording.
1: They both look pained to be there. Like they're both, no one's smiling. Neither of them. Everyone else having a good time, saying hello to each other, smiling, being friendly. Well, that's
2: why they're here. Robin explains to us, it's to bring their smiles and positive vibes clearly, (laughs) which I did not see any of those.
1: You know who I didn't see? Any of Robin's children.
2: This is true. The only time we did see Aurora, who did take some time out of her busy schedule to campaign for Robin in this episode about how she's not so bad. She's a really good mom.
1: Who wanted really good things for everybody. For
2: everybody, not just her kids, biologically.
1: No, she advocates for everyone. All the time. Which is funny because I'm pretty sure Aurora used that word, and then Robin's going to use that exact word in the next episode with Mary.
2: Yeah, but none of Robin's kiddos are on this call. I guess they don't have their own Zoom logins. She didn't (laughs) let them make an account.
1: No, I'm going to need Aurora and Brianna to like blink twice if they need help or maybe... Next season, just wear, maybe yell, wear the color yellow. will go with the, the the Britney movement here. The free Britney. And messaging. Let, us, let us know if you need help because they both looked so sad. Well, we can't
2: do that because they filmed this like eight years ago. So any cry for help stuff, we're not going to see it for three seasons anyway. And then we're going to forget that we even brought it up. <laughs> It's going to just fall on deaf ears.
1: I hope they coincidentally wear yellow in an upcoming episode because that would be amazing. Well, it's.
2: It, I think this is just an interesting dynamic here because then we have Robin who is constantly telling us how she wants to get everyone together. But Mary has already pointed out that Robin doesn't do much to facilitate everyone getting together, though. So she'll complain about not being together But then also just drive the wedge a little bit further.
1: Well, yeah. And then when they are attempting to get together, she looks like she's on the verge of having an anxiety attack. And she's excluding – I'm going to say she went ahead and excluded the kids because she seems so worried that anytime they get together, there's going to be a big fight that's going to traumatize her children.
2: Either that or, yeah, she just had to gear them up about how mean – All of the siblings have been and remind them of all of these horrible things that they did. So why would you even subject yourself to this? I'll protect you. I'll go and experience it and just let you know how it went.
1: Right. Well, and Cody tells us that because they're expecting animosity. All the people on this call hate them except for Tony and McKelty.
2: Yeah, Tony and McKelty are the glue that's holding this family together at this point. Or at least that's the characters that they play on TV for us. So which social construct do you think the babies are?
1: Well, we find out that they are having not one, but two baby boys.
2: Tiny boy, baby boy. The general consensus when everybody was guessing, they thought it was going to be one and one girl and a boy.
1: I feel like that was a safe kind of bet. Because you're hedging then bets, you're, yeah. you're You're 50% right. There you go. You're going to be right either way on one baby.
2: Un baby. I liked how long it took Cody to figure out what two blue meant. <laughs> two blue. What does that mean? What's the code? He didn't get the color code. Beforehand, so he wasn't sure. He was very confused, but then he realized, ah, two blues—that's two boys. Okay, that's exciting. But then he also made mention of a bad moon rising, which he was quoting a song for that. I'm surprised he didn't just say outright, "Well, I hope they don't turn out like Gabe and Garrison," because that's kind of what the subtext was there.
1: Okay, I didn't get that at all.
2: You didn't pick up on
1: that? No, you know I don't pick up on a lot of Cody's references. They cut. <laughs> well, I'm no. still recovering from beer and skittles. <laughs>
2: They cut to Hunter's reaction pretty close up when he said that, too.
1: Wait, did he say it on the call? He said it
2: on the call. (laughs) And Hunter heard it, and he reacted and kind of was like, shut up, man. What are you doing? (laughs) Dad's going to hear you. Logan's going to have to talk to you after this.
1: (laughs) Dad's going to call you. You're in trouble. Dad's going to call
2: you. You're in big trouble.
1: The minute you hang up, your phone's going to ring. Man, meetings about meetings. This whole dynamic was really interesting to me because Logan and Michelle's wedding is coming up in about two months. And everyone keeps making this big deal about getting together and all these bad things are going to happen. And they even thought that it was going to be a problem having a video call with one another. But no one has mentioned that they are all about to go to a family wedding in a couple of months where they're going to have to face each other in person.
2: But look, McKelty. Is the biggest advocate for reconciliation of not just Cody and Robin and some of the kids that they have bad blood with right now. She's talking about the entire family, every single person, well, except for Mary, you know, but I mean, Mary doesn't really count because has Mary ever been part of the family by their definition?
1: Okay, but can I ask you a question? If they hadn't pointed out that Mary was not on the Zoom call, would you have even noticed? No. <laughs> I think 90% of the audience wouldn't have noticed. No.
2: She clearly wasn't on the call.
1: No, she wasn't there. They they tell us for sure she wasn't there because McKelty hates her.
2: And if McKelty could have photoshopped her out, she would have.
1: <laughs> okay. If anyone was waiting for confirmation that that family photo that McKelty posted after Gwen's wedding, where we all were carefully examining and Highly suspecting that she had photoshopped Mary out. If you were waiting for any further confirmation, this episode was it. She hates that bitch and she photoshopped her out of that picture. It's true. She did. That's a fact. So McKelty is willing to accept the forms of abuse that Cody has perpetrated on his family, his wives, and wants to have a relationship with him and Robin, but is drawing the line at Mary. What do we think about that?
2: I think McKelty's been looking for parents her whole life. And she did have Christine, but they butt heads a lot. In the earlier seasons, long, long time ago, she was definitely outcast. I think Robin saw that as an opportunity to swoop in and make an ally early on in the family. So that way she could gain a foothold and get some acceptance going amongst the kids. So she took full advantage of that. It got us to this point now where Maddie has had a falling out. A lot of the golden children have had a falling out with Cody.
1: Well, with Mary, too. Maddie had a falling out with Mary. And with
2: Mary, to which McKelty is stepping into that power vacuum, and she's going to take on that role, where she'll be the champion of the children for Robin and Cody.
1: I've always felt that there was something about McKelty in particular that really triggers Mary. Like, if you read their book, well, Robin's
2: book. New York Times bestseller, yeah. Right.
1: Right. Becoming sister wives, you'll learn that Mary had a lot of things that she was self conscious about, that she lacked self esteem. And I have always felt that McKelty embodied a lot of the things that Mary really felt she was lacking, especially in like the younger years of her life leading up to meeting Cody. Because once she met Cody, then everybody liked her by proxy and, you know, paid attention to her.
2: Changed her life.
1: Thanks for noticing me. Thanks
2: for noticing me.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I guess they've alluded in in some instances outright said things about Mary being abusive towards the kids. Different forms of abuse. Different children have had different versions of the story. I feel like if they want us to get behind the marisance, which seems like what they've been teeing up this season, then we should know the truth about Mary.
2: We already know how horrible she was to Janelle because they kind of talked about it in the book and then a little bit in therapy in Vegas when they were kind of trying to pretend like they were working through stuff before Janelle lost interest.
1: But if Cody gets the grace to grow as a person and fix his relationships with his children, which is what McKelty is in favor of, right? Then how come Mary doesn't get that as well?
2: Well, also when their personalities have gone completely inverse, where I feel like Cody used to be a more likable person, or at least that was the persona that he was showing us on television. Now he just seems like a bitter, angry old man.
1: Like Mary used to be.
2: Like Mary used to be. Yeah, they've kind of flipped in that in that way. Mary has a little bit more happy-go-luckiness about her now. Nothing to lose.
1: She has just always been a very complex creature that... I wish that we knew more about. Maybe we'll find out more on confronting Mary. Can we make that a thing? We we need it. We gotta try. By the way, we mentioned Maddie, and I just realized we totally forgot to mention that Maddie was on a podcast that is basically impossible to find unless you have Spotify.
2: It's exclusive (laughs) to Spotify, specifically.
1: Like It's a lot of the host talking about herself. The most interesting parts were Maddie mentioning she basically doesn't have a relationship with Cody anymore and that she's only going to make time and space for people who want to be an active part of her kids' lives. And the people who don't make an effort, she's not going to push to do so.
2: Which Janelle was pointing out. Most of the pictures, most of the boxes that you see on this zoom call, Cody does not maintain relationships with any of these people outside of the box that he shares with Robin. That's it. <laughs> Pretty much it. The <laughs>
1: box he shares the box he's trapped in with Robin. <laughs>
2: Well, that was when he was talking about how him and Robin are like this with with his hands together, and I yeah. thought he was going to do the uh, universal sign for engagement <laughs> that we saw from Paul on Ninety Day Fiance with the finger in the uh, finger in the hole. There, we're <laughs> like this. Oh
1: God, gross. Nobody wants to think about that. <laughs> oh no! I just realized we're going to talk about a lot of euphemisms and euf- oh, get ready euf- euphemisms. I got there.
2: There's going to be a lot. Get ready. I didn't even write them all down. I wanted to make some up on the spot because that's where some of the magic happens. But before that, we got Mary. She's got big sunglasses and big updates about the fajita cantina, Americana crafting room, carriage house, and fitting room. We've already broken ground.
1: They're updating us on every step of the process. This could have been like a YouTube short series. (laughs) Maybe that's where Mary's future lies. Not on this show, but with her own little YouTube universe, because this wasn't very compelling.
2: She can make some music videos with Lydia Plath.
1: If you have not heard Lydia Plath's music, please do yourself a favor, google it.
2: Well, there's a lot of the Plath family albums on Spotify too. I don't know if it's exclusive on Spotify, but it's definitely worth a listen. There's a couple albums. It's terrible.
1: But the carriage house, it's basically it's a mess. It's there's holes in the walls, there's just exposed insulation. It's
2: not a mess. This is it's a work in progress. This is Part of the demo. You got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet here.
1: I don't care about the demo. Unless it's Andre, a 90 day fiance, ripping the doors off of refrigerators for no reason, I don't need to see the insulation on the walls of the Heated Cantina, Americana Craft Room, Carriage House, and Fitting Room.
2: There is definitely, did I, get that? I think you did. Wow. There's definitely a reason to take the doors off of refrigerators. It's so children in the 60s don't get trapped in them and die. <laughs>
1: I know, that was a very big controversy at the time that had to be explained to people. (laughs)
2: Because there used to be fridge doors that would latch like a car door from the outside. So if you got inside that thing, you're like Indiana Jones surviving a nuclear bomb.
1: I mean, to be fair, he is from Moldova, and I'm pretty sure most of the refrigerators in existence are still from the 60s.
2: (laughs) They're made by Chrysler. (laughs) (laughs) They look like the big fender cars down in Cuba.
1: (laughs) But where are we going with all this? It's uh, Mary's confused, as usual. She's not really sure what to do about her marriage. Like, does she have a marriage? She kind of doesn't. All she knows is God was involved when they got married.
2: (laughs) Why did every single wife have a spiritual witness this episode about how heavily involved God was in their marriage to Cody Brown?
1: Can I just say, I want to see someone have a spiritual witness to marry someone who is not attractive, who has a horrible personality, who is not able to provide you with the things that the life that you that you're thought you're going to say, have. I
2: thought you were going to say procreate. And I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> no. uh-oh. Just
1: someone who is the opposite of all the things that you thought you would find in another person that you would eventually end up having be your partner. Because it seems like there's a lot of spiritual witnesses to be with the person who you already are physically attracted to and maybe attracted to on a, a personality level as well. I, I guess unless you're Cody and you're marrying Christine, but he was forced.
2: He got tricked, I think. Was that a trick or no, was that a force?
1: that was forced. He got tricked to marry Mary.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of all the excuses, but Mary's asking real deep Philosophical questions now. She's asking stuff like, Can you break a covenant that's already been broken? Because Cody already broke the covenant. So am I breaking the covenant then if the covenant doesn't exist?
1: I like that she's really pinning down that it's his fault. She's not going to leave and be told, You left me. Again, this is just, they're adding airtime.
2: They have to pad this decision making process for Mary. We already know where she went. She already knew she was done on that anniversary phone call that she's told us about five times
1: she was done on the anniversary phone call I think it was after they filmed the tell-all to be honest or like maybe she was still really debating it but then they filmed the tell-all and she saw the footage of him telling everyone she could just run off and marry someone and he would not give two fucks at all that'll do it
0: and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: We're having surf and turf night. (laughs) What is
2: this episode? Isabel is home for the summer. Because she's a live-in nanny at Maddie and Caleb's in North Carolina. That's her day job. She does go to school. Well, she goes to school too, sure. She's home for the summer though. And so now it's farewell dinner with full-on surf and turf. In Salt Lake City though, where's the nearest body of water for Salt Lake City? But like where there are lobster in it? Lobster and king crab that we're talking about cooking up here. How far away from bodies of water are we? Okay,
1: (laughs) I'm going to guess. <laughs> and people are going to attack me because I'm probably wrong. Portland? Oh, they have lobsters? Far. That's pretty far. I'm I am not like saying that's far. that they're like fresh. Oh, okay. I don't think that they just pulled these lobsters out of the water a few hours ago.
2: I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure about the habitation patterns of lobsters on the West Coast. I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> so I wouldn't be able to say with absolute certainty what's going on here, but I will judge it harshly.
1: Okay, so you're not pleased by the surf.
2: Right. Turf I'm okay with in this scenario.
1: Okay. That's all you have
2: in Utah is turf. You don't surf.
1: There are a lot of questionable things about this dinner because Truly is enjoying what appears to be a glass of wine as the adults are discussing Christine's dating life.
2: I have to tell you, it's a very fine Chardonnay you're not drinking. <laughs> 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 if you know, you know.
1: I'm pretty sure she was the only one at the table with a wine glass, too, which was <laughs> what was making it even better. And she was at the end. She was at the head spot of the table where Cody likes to sit.
2: Cody's favorite.
1: <laughs> Remember when he made everybody get up and move around when they had that meeting?
2: Not everybody. Christine. He made Christine <laughs> get up and move because he needs to sit at the head of the table because he's the head of the family.
1: <laughs> and he wonders why he got divorced. <laughs>
2: So we have a group of Christine's children at her house for a gathering. So you know we're going to be talking about Christine's dating status, I guess. We kind of talked about her dating history, which is abysmal, sad.
1: I don't think that anyone even cares, really, of the kids aside from Tony. Tony is like very invested in getting Christine late again.
2: Yeah, they're talking about apps. They're talking about dating profiles. They're talking about privacy settings, going by an alias, which I, he threw out Tina. I don't think Christine is a Tina.
1: <laughs> no, right?
2: Definitely not. Not
1: a Tina. You could have gone with so many things. She could have been a Chris, a Chrissy. I think Christy. A Christy. Okay. I,
2: I, that's what I was feeling more so. But Tina, no. Way off.
1: Did he just suggest that maybe she catfish people
2: i think this family has learned from experience you got to do what you got to do
1: because isn't the issue that people recognize her from being on the show and that's what she's worried about or counter to that they don't know who she is and then she has to explain this whole big part of her life where she's been a polygamist she's been on a tv show talking about it and now she's publicly divorcing her husband and if you date me you're probably gonna have to be on this show too
2: can you imagine what that hell would be like to explain to 50 year old men on your (laughs) dating profile that scenario that you've just laid out (laughs) trying to get them up to speed to understand and comprehend the situation that you're in would be torture
1: (laughs) it explains a lot
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mitch was basically, he started throwing out some ideas. He's like, you should check out Farmers Only. You could do that.
1: Which it looks like maybe Mary did. Oh, see, I thought. Did you see the pics of her I, with
2: oh, her well, mystery yeah.
1: man? Mystery man on a date.
2: Another Gino hat wearing guy. He didn't take the hat off for the date and Mary didn't take her purse off for the date. So <laughs> looked pretty good. <laughs> it seemed like we're getting very vulnerable letting the walls down. No, I thought I would have saved Farmers Only specifically for Janelle. That is Janelle to a T.
1: Yes. She's going to need someone who also wants to plow a field with her. (laughs) Who's into horticulture.
2: A green thumb that's not just for
1: plants.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, then we're talking about getting reacquainted with your body, Christine. Like she's ever lost touch. Our (laughs) freaky bitch, get out of here. They have no idea what they're talking about. You're talking nonsense at the dinner table now.
1: You did not see the bars hanging from above Christine's bed in in Flagstaff, did you? A four-poster bed?
2: Four-post or (laughs) four-poster?
1: Who knows?
2: Four-post. No one knows. Sugar Ray knows. (laughs) She's got her halo hanging from the corner of the four-post bed.
1: She would really love if we could just forget completely about the past. Some forget me now. Maybe she could take those on the dates. Just disassociate, pretend she was never married to Cody, and just move into the future with Janelle.
2: That's my life partner. That's what's going to happen. We're just living life with Janelle. So we just have to get Janelle to disconnect from Cody officially, and then that'll bring this whole plan into fruition.
1: Which step number one of that is to go on a road trip together. Nothing
2: forges a bond between sister wives, like a road trip up to Idaho.
1: Also, was this an audition for the spin-off that we all want, where they just travel the country together?
2: If so, I didn't really enjoy it, surprisingly <laughs> enough. We needed some stops, some diners. They need to meet people, interact with people. That's what I need more of, not just them talking about their situation necessarily. Got to break it up.
1: Right. I mean, well, the bar we've had in the past on the show is that we're going to stop and eat, what was it, 72 ounces of steak? Did I make that up?
2: <laughs> no, there was a food challenge along the way. No, there was, I, I man, don't know how
1: many ounces it was exactly. It was a lot.
2: Yeah, it was a couple pounds of steak and then also sides and other accoutrements.
1: So we need to be doing things like that because they just kind of looked lost.
2: Kind of like Janelle when she's just sitting on the curb and waiting to get picked up by a vehicle, which seems to be... Her recurring theme, that's her narrative thread in this entire series.
1: (laughs) This is like the second or third time this has happened, where she's just waiting for somebody.
2: She's just a kid at the bus stop with her backpack on, ready to go. Somebody's got to come pick me up.
1: Maybe there's some trauma there.
2: Still waiting to get picked up.
1: They had a lot of time to talk on this ride. So Christine wants to make sure to address the hot button issues from last season.
2: Right. Yeah. Let's start with Robin talking about spiritual divorce. Since she is an expert at spiritual divorce.
1: It's funny that they're talking about this because season 17 started airing in September. And that is around the time that they took this road trip. So they're seeing the previews, what's going to be happening in the season. We all saw the clip of Robin talking about the requirements to be divorced. It's
2: stirring up some memories, shaking some loose emotions around in the brain there.
1: And it seems like really the point she's trying to drive home is we're not part of the church anymore, right? Like, is that just me or does everyone else remember being excommunicated? Because I'm pretty sure that there's no one for us to even go to to do the steps to become divorced that Robin is referencing.
2: Right, because Janelle admits she hasn't been to church with anybody in a long, long time. And this is where Janelle goes on a whole aside about how spiritual marriages are supposed to mean more than the legal marriage, especially in polygamy, in their culture. But clearly, that has fallen by the wayside in the terms of sister wives here for the series. Janelle then describes her marriage to Cody as not good.
1: <laughs> Understatement.
2: doesn't exist. Potato, potato, I suppose.
1: <laughs> but she's pretty sure I'm probably not married anymore. I mean, I don't feel married anymore.
2: And Christine's like, it doesn't sound like you're married. He hasn't been to your house in 10 months. It doesn't sound like you're
1: married. I think she's coming to the realization where everyone was like, oh, my God, Christine just left. Like, she suddenly just decided she was divorced. That that's kind of the way it happens in this situation since they have no one to go to to follow through with the divorce. You just one day kind of decide that you're not doing this marriage thing with Cody anymore.
2: I thought we also needed another penis inside of you at some point.
1: Well, that's where Farmers Only comes in.
2: Right. Well, meanwhile, back on Coyote Pass, Cody's just out there going.
1: Is that where they were? Yeah. Wow.
2: Is where the cars were. Because then he was going to load up the car. Or no, he was getting the trailer. The trailer is on Coyote Pass, which is A big uncovered storage unit at this point. We're not building anything out here. There's nothing else. There is a trailer and a hitch, though. So they are attaching that to a truck, and then they're going to go over to Robin's house, Cody and Robin's house, to put the car into the trailer. That's the plan, at least.
1: Wow, I didn't pick up on the fact that they moved locations or anything.
2: Okay, that's good.
1: But the whole reason he's doing this, he's meeting up with his friend, is because... He's realizing he's not a polygamist anymore. And that has really freed up a lot of his spare time. And now he can hang out with friends.
2: Yeah, he's got his great pal Brian, who is also his business partner in the gun biz that they sell stuff. And you may have forgotten already, Cody was the officiant at Brian's wedding.
1: His COVID wedding.
2: The COVID wedding
1: That happened a few months after Isabel's surgery that he couldn't go to because of COVID.
2: But he went to this. Yeah. Because he got to stand up in front of a crowd of people and talk to them. And he was really looking forward to that.
1: They didn't show us any sepia tone uh, footage of that.
2: No, no footage of him dancing. But if you go on our TikTok, there's about 80 TikToks that I made of (laughs) Cody dancing. So if you really want to go back and do that, maybe I'll make another one with sepia tone flashback for it just to bring it back up. For everybody's memory.
1: (laughs) You're going to get shadow banned again. I
2: I think that's what's going to (laughs) happen. Too much repeated content. whoopsie dupsie.
1: So Brian owns a used car lot.
2: In Oklahoma.
1: Which is why he wants these cars.
2: That's why he's buying three of Cody's cars. And why are we able to part ways with three vehicles?
1: Well, when they have shown shots the She-Ra Chateau from a distance, the number of cars. But you got to think, Dayton, Aurora,
2: Brianna... They got cars. Robin's got a car. Cody's got a car. So
1: Cody's that's got five. two trucks.
2: Well, yeah. So five, six right there. Plus whatever other vehicles the that white, he has.
1: The white sports car. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why he needed the Barn Dominium.
2: Yeah. Garage, storage. But I think he's doing the better move here of sell the vehicles so you can pay off the land, which is going to be foreclosed upon at the end of the year.
1: Oh, that's not what they're going to do with this money. Oh, probably not. I bet you, first of all, he sold these to Brian for next to nothing. And whatever he did get, he is going to go buy a new Rolex with.
2: Or another pew-pew device.
1: Or another horse ring.
2: Probably a horse ring. <laughs> well, so yeah, we're we're hitching the uh, trailer up to one of the trucks that Brian has just purchased from Cody. So I don't know if this is going to void the warranty or I don't know. I guess we got to keep an eye out for that. Probably should have put some lube on the hitch. Shoulda, coulda, woulda.
1: Did it break?
2: No, it was just squeaking like crazy.
1: Oh, so it'll break partway through the drive to Oklahoma.
2: Well, that would be if you get the car into that (laughs) and then you are actually pulling that to Oklahoma, then yeah, (laughs) probably.
1: We're not going to have that problem.
2: I don't think we're going to have that problem.
1: Now, the car that they're trying to shove inside this very small trailer... Which I'm pretty sure isn't this the trailer that they like moved Maddie and Caleb's stuff with at one point? Probably. <laughs> it's not a big trailer. Was this the
2: Flea High Move trailer when the ambulance was driving by, but they always cut to it and make it look like it was the police and Mary's trying to close the door on? No, it? that
1: was an actual moving truck. That was
2: a moving truck. But okay. they
1: I think they had this at well, the time also.
2: Oh, I believe it. Yeah.
1: So they are putting none other than the classic White sports car that has been Cody's car for 20 years now.
2: It's a 2002. She's a classic. (laughs) That's right. So interesting that one of Cody's midlife crises is now residing at the house full of his biggest midlife crisis. But here we are. We're going to try and load this thing up. But we got to take a trip down memory lane because, of course, c flashbacks. They're not going to make themselves.
1: Everyone has memories with this car. Even Robin.
2: Especially Robin.
1: (laughs) Yes, especially Robin, because this car was a big part of their courtship.
2: If you know what I mean.
1: And Can anyone forget the picture hanging in Robin's bedroom of them posing on the front of this car?
2: Their engagement announcement photos? Was that it? Yeah. Well, yeah, Robin and Cody fell in love in this car. And Robin even says... There's a lot of fun stuff that happened in that white sports car. Gross. I feel like this was a missed opportunity for Brian to have an ad slot to be like, well, and now you can own a piece <laughs> of Sister Wives history.
1: Yes. How could he not have tried to resell it with that? The car that Maddie made a string ring on the floorboards of. Wasn't that this car?
2: That was the car. I'm sure that Leon had a couple of meltdowns in this car on road trips here and there. Didn't Janelle have a spiritual witness in this car? We know that Robin did.
1: Right. God spoke to Robin as well when she was in this car.
2: Maybe that was just a story that she stole from Janelle. and Now we're attributing it to (laughs) both of them. I don't remember. But it was also the car when Cody was driving, when he announced the whole polygamy thing.
1: When he told the world about the polygamy thing. What, the first episode? Season one, episode one. Happened in this car. And now we're going to shove it in the back of a trailer.
2: Well, we're going to try to because, yeah, did we measure the trailer? Sort of. Well. We went side to side, but we didn't go back to front, see? Because we we measured the width, but not the length because girth matters more than length, doesn't it? (laughs) That's what I've heard.
1: This whole segment was very hard to watch. And, okay, Cody gets into the car. Is it in yet? <laughs> <laughs> and he he starts driving up the ramp into the trailer.
2: I'm going to go spit on the hitch ball a little bit more.
1: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, my God. How are we going to get through this? And... I was hoping that he would be stuck. I was like, he can't open that. He's going to have to climb out of the back of this car.
2: Yeah. Tuck and roll.
1: (laughs) So the whole thing poorly planned from the beginning.
2: Story of his life.
1: Even if he did measure the girth, he really didn't have a lot to give.
2: Quarter inch on either side. (laughs) Dodging bullets at that point. But once he gets the car up in there and then they do realize very quickly, oh, gosh, it's not going to fit.
1: No, they try to close the back of it and not happening.
2: Uh, I don't think we should drive like this the whole way to Oklahoma.
1: I was kind of surprised they didn't just like throw some bungee cords on, on that thing.
2: Cody, 10 years ago, he would have seen this as a problem that could easily be solved with a couple of ratchet straps. <laughs> but now, like so many other things in his life, it's three inches off.
1: And this is just fitting with a history that he's had of trying to fit square pegs into round holes. His whole life, this just tracks. There's a lot of more talk of lube, balls, pounding. <laughs> well, well yeah, what are
2: what are our lessons learned for this segment? Use lube on your balls, don't force it, no, no. and then measure twice, cut once.
1: No, no. <laughs> this is horrible. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that we're done with that. Let's let's move on. <laughs> Cody and Janelle. They haven't been able to reconcile, but it's because Janelle's being so difficult.
2: They're not divorced. Maybe. I don't know. They're separated. Definitely. Are they divorced yet? Irreconcilable. We are at that point. So we're getting pretty darn close to divorced, if that's the case.
1: Christine and Janelle are still in the car. That's where this conversation is happening. We saw Cody drop by Janelle's To scope out the apartment and try to move a few things in.
2: Yeah, try and leave his cell phone charger there so he would have to come back and stay the night.
1: But she hasn't seen him really much since then. He's been MIA since school started.
2: Because we are moving the storyline along. It is fall of 2022? Yes. Yes, okay.
1: So what has he just been too busy bringing Robin's kids to school? He can't see Savannah anymore.
2: He's trying to cram sports cars into tiny little trailers on Coyote Pass. It's very, very busy work.
1: <laughs> it's just time consuming. That's kind of okay with Janelle, though, because she really didn't want him to come over the first time. So if he's going to stay away, all the better. She is living it up being a single woman, turning the bedroom light off when she's ready to go to sleep, letting the dogs share the bed with her. That made me sad.
2: I think I just got sad a little bit. That, Why? That, well, that those are like life-changing things for Janelle to be really, really happy about.
1: What do you think I do when you're not home? Well, yeah. <laughs> I do the same thing. I let, I let Maisie sleep in the bed with me. <laughs> She's getting to live life on her terms and do the things she wants without having to think about what Cody wants or what's going to upset him. Are you just sad because you want her to find another partner?
2: Yeah, I want her to fire up FarmersOnly.com, but she's making it abundantly clear. She's not interested in dating. It's too much work. She's not looking right now. She's not swiping. She's probably still got a flip phone. I don't even know if she can swipe on that. (laughs) Probably not. I don't think so.
1: Do you swipe on Farmers Only? I don't know. I wouldn't know. But like the second big problem, she needs to know that God is totally cool with it first.
2: So can I get a witness?
1: Anybody? Rose. This is God. (laughs) You can go back to sleep. (laughs) I needed Christine to do her girl a solid and do that in the car and tell her it is okay. God wants you to know. It's totally cool if you leave Cody and date someone else.
2: So this is the third wife that is talking about having a spiritual witness because I think Christine did, Mary did, and now we're on Janelle's story where she's looking for God to intervene on her marriage. On behalf of letting go here.
1: It's the theme of the episode.
2: That's what's going on.
1: Is God the pink elephant in the room?
2: Whoa. (laughs) I wasn't ready to think about that.
1: Why do they keep giving us these half-truths about the origin of their relationship? Every time they tell us about how Janelle met Cody and Mary, they leave the whole part out about how she was married to Mary's brother.
2: Yeah, they just cruise by that where Janelle was friends with Mary. And it's like, yeah, that's why. Because you were in laws.
1: But were they friends? They were in laws. You're not always necessarily friends with your in laws. Maybe that's why it didn't go so well when she joined the family.
2: Yeah, you're not friends with your sister wives either because, well, and it started as a joke. They weren't actually inviting Janelle to join the family, they were just saying, you should join our family. But it was a joke because that's how Mary jokes.
1: (laughs) That is how Mary jokes. That
2: sounds like Mary. (laughs) Do you think maybe the destiny? of this polygamous family was for Janelle and Christine to end up being sister wives so they could live life together. That's why they were both called to marry Cody at the time when they did.
1: Maybe it's not all about the man.
2: Christine's been telling us the whole series that it's not about the man.
1: I just wanted the family. That's what she got. That's what she left with.
2: That's it. So I don't know. Christine seemed to be very convinced at that time too. Everybody's got a spiritual witness. Dime a dozen around these parts.
1: Enough about their relationships and Cody and the past. Let's talk about how Robin destroyed our family. Since we're clarifying things on this very long car ride, we used to have family traditions.
2: Holiday traditions.
1: And then Robin joined the family and they just stopped because Robin wanted to be on her own. She wanted to do things on her own with Cody. And that was the beginning of the downfall of the family culture.
2: And Cody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Robin didn't ruin family and holiday traditions. She enhanced them. She saved
1: Christmas.
2: Remember, I was about to cancel Christmas.
1: She brought back Easter, Pagan Easter. She advocated for Pagan Easter. There you
2: go. Yep, that's it. But you could tell how over it Janelle is in this conversation with Christine because she's like, it's fine. Yeah, Cody enjoys being Robin's husband. Great. Knock yourself out, dude don't need to be around you anymore then. I think we're good. If you're good with that, I'm good with that.
1: I did like the whole point that we're finally turning it on Cody where for years he told all of the wives, except for Robin, that they needed to grow themselves. They needed to be better sister wives. And it's Cody's fault too because he was supposed to grow as the head of the family And be able to meet the needs of each of the wives. Not just run off with one and be happy with her and stop growing to be able to meet the capacity that all of the wives needed.
2: But he just got really comfortable with Robin. It was very fun. It was easy over there. She made it easy on him.
1: Well, because she hired everyone to do all the work. And then they just lived their honeymoon. She told us that was her strategy. That was the plan. We saw it play out. But it's okay, because Janelle, Christine, they have each other. They have each other's kids. And they are the only part of their plural family that survived.
2: The core family unit right there. Sister wives for life.
1: Surviving sister wives. Well,
2: yeah. I see what they did there.
1: We finally made it to Idaho. Thank God.
2: And we got Levi and Steve, I think. Is that the people that we're meeting?
1: Yeah. It was Steve and then Levi who is like 40% paid in space.
2: Oh, Christine threw out a lot of family relations about explaining who these people are. But oh,
1: for it was complicated.
2: They're related. That's what I know. They're
1: her brothers somehow. Okie dokie. <laughs> but the whole reason they traveled this far was to ride ATVs.
2: Yeah, you can only do that in Idaho.
1: Or Montana, right? Isn't that where Dayton fell off of his ATV?
2: I guess that's a good call out. I'm glad that we didn't have to have a Civil War reenactment photo like Robin did and Dayton's recovery in the hospital bed. I'm glad everyone was okay on this ATV excursion today. I
1: would have enjoyed seeing them recreate that, though.
2: They really should have. That would have been great. Christine and Janelle.
1: Janelle gets out there and she drives that ATV all by herself, even though she was scared to do it. And it's this mama bear moment for Christine to watch her ride off with all this confidence.
2: She's taking charge. She's having fun. She's living life. Look at her just going and other heavy-handed symbolism.
1: Janelle's picking up on that vibe again. Remember, it was the same kind of vibe she got from Christine in a prior episode where Christine was kind of pitying her and was like, girl, you go out there, you do it yourself. Now she's coming into this home of a bunch of people who don't believe in plural marriage anymore. What's going to happen? Because it kind of feels like maybe they're going to gang up on her. Maybe they're going to try to influence her beliefs at this very vulnerable point in her life. This is where we
2: get some family history moments from Christine and, oh God, I already forgot their names. Levi and Steve. Steve and Levi. S- Steve-i. <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughn. And they're talking with them, and they're talking about how Christine's dad lived polygamy. So a lot of them grew up in it. But then what they're describing sounds a lot like torture. It sounded like people who were living in constant tension and fear. Who's going to blow up today? It sounded terrible. But then they're all looking back on it very fondly.
1: (laughs) Well, her brothers were like, it was a terrible experience. They really didn't enjoy it. The house was this tinderbox and christine's like i didn't really pick up on that like i thought it was a party it was so much fun
2: but she remembers slamming her doors a lot as a flighty teenager because she is mckelty
1: <laughs> that's exactly what i thought she is mckelty just very delusional about exactly what is going on around her
2: she's in there but then this is bringing up flashbacks for janelle With the OG3 living in their own little trailer that they lived in with paper-thin walls set up for failure. It was an absolute misery time for them.
1: Walls where you heard everything through them. No wonder they hated one another.
2: Every handcuff rattle. (laughs) Every spit on the hitch ball.
1: Oh no. No, no. Horrible times.
2: (laughs) Terrible, terrible times.
1: Christine's brother was so ashamed of being a polygamist and wanted to be disassociated with it. So his wife, who's sitting at the table, we find out that they were dating for almost a year before he even told her that his family were polygamists.
2: To which then her immediate response was, oh, no, he's going to want me to be a polygamist, too, because she's never seen the show. It's one of the questions that they would ask you on production. Are you planning to live polygamy?
1: What did you think about them? Are they like normal people or did you think they're weird because they're polygamists?
2: They fight just like real people.
1: Well, Janelle's ready to speak her piece on what she thinks about polygamy after this whole experience. This is how you fix plural marriage. You make each one of the marriages legal. You allow bigamy. That's okay.
2: We already know Janelle's stance is legalize it. The the marriages, I mean.
1: In many senses. In
2: a lot of ways. Yeah, just legalize it. Legalize it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, so then a husband can't just ghost his wives, kind of like Cody did to them. Yeah,
2: I started to pick up on the fact that when Janelle started ranting and raving about the stuff that should be available to claim for the sister wife, spiritual wife scenario here, Sounded a lot like her experience. I don't know if you it was made quite, that connection. quite personal. Yes, it seemed like not any of this was formulated from your own personal situation. Was it uh, your stance on a lot of these topics, Janelle?
1: It's just funny that her solution it was that if the women could come after their husband financially, then you wouldn't have these men abandoning their wives.
2: No, I think you probably still would.
1: But but that's what Cody learned from the Manosphere, right? Which is why he is buying horse rings and building barn dominiums and purchasing invaluable artwork.
2: By his own opinion and definition and taste. And then hanging them on the wall to be sun damaged and immediately lose value.
1: <laughs> right, because there are no curtains or blinds on any of the windows in the Shira Chateau.
2: Not a one of them.
1: I'm pretty sure the windows have not been treated with any like UV deterring film.
2: I highly doubt it. So this is where Christine is starting to pick up what Janelle's putting down too. Yeah, if we all had legal marriages, this is when we get into 50-50, 50-50-50-50-50 territory. (laughs) Do you get
1: what she's saying here? Are you hearing this? (laughs) I mean, I'm get I got what she was saying. I don't get what you are saying.
2: Yeah, Christine. That doesn't make sense mathematically.
1: <laughs> Unless everybody had their individual, like their money was always split up, but that's not the way the Brown family handled their finances.
2: No, you guys should have been playing with the chance cards, but you were playing with community chest. So there's your problem right there.
1: So 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 for everybody. Is this
2: like Cody's version of 50 50? Custody with truly, though, like, is that the kind of 50 50 that we're talking about? Which is actually maybe like 90 10, 90% with Christine, <laughs> 10% with Cody. Is that what we're talking about, or is it going to be the other way? I just wish that Mary was still the legal wife to this day because she would be. The pettiest and most brutal legal divorce to go through ever.
1: (laughs) Yes. She would have taken that man for every penny he was worth. And it would have been such good television.
2: It would have been so good to have that on the show.
1: Man, they need to go revisit another lawyer and really comb over all that paperwork from Ronald McDonald. I almost called him doctor. Oh,
2: no, no, no.
1: Ronald McDonald (laughs) Esquire. And see, were there... Is there anything that maybe is incorrect? Did he fudge it up a
2: little bit? Maybe? Maybe a little bit?
1: Can we find anything to maybe reverse some of these decisions? We
2: need a loophole. Either that or Mary can try and spin a sob story that she needs Cody to legally marry her so she can legally adopt Mosby or something.
1: (laughs) But all Janelle's left with in the end right now, she owns 25% of a piece of land That is about to be worth nothing if they don't pay it off in a year.
2: And she has no control over paying it off.
1: But Cody thinks it's fair. We all own 25% of Coyote Pass.
2: We're all on this sinking ship together. (laughs) It's great.
1: And I guess next episode, we're going to find out if that's why Janelle hasn't left Cody yet. Is it all purely financial?
2: She's got to get her hands on some piece of an estate. Something that she can get a hold of. Because even by her own assessment where she was saying, oh, a judge should be able to split based on relationships. I don't think that would work in your favor, Janelle, because if you're basing it off of where Cody spends time, it would be like a 95%, 5% split between Cody and Robin get 95% because that's where he lives.
1: Maybe she needs to burglarize the she Chateau in the middle of the night and just bag up some of that artwork. Could be a problem. Christine could drive the escape car. What would her baby driver song be?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What song did they play at the end of Thelma and Louise? (laughs) But next week, yeah, it's going to be more Idaho adventures. And then uh, we got Robin advocating for Mary like a good sister wife should.
1: I've got an actual episode description. Do you want me to read it? All
2: right. Hold on to your horse rings. Yeah, let's hear it.
1: Christine talks with her brothers about her newfound happiness and hopes to inspire Janelle. But Janelle won't let go of the past. At Coyote Pass, Robin is devastated when she learns that this is finally the end of the road for Mary and Cody.
2: It's about damn time.
1: Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
2: Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining our Patreon, patreon.com survivingpod Stay tuned. Share with
1: friends. See you next week.